Paul says in the first reading, Brethren, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Paul here is uh, reiterating one of the divine principles of God's government. It's called the principle of divine economy. The law of abundance and the law of economy in the kingdom is that the measure you put in will determine the maximization of what you will get. And that law goes further to explain that the act of giving is the act of sowing in the spirit. And the act of sowing is not just only things like money and material things. It's just the act of giving generally. The act of giving yourself. In other words, the quality of how you commit yourself to God. In all the things that pertain to your life. The time you give to God. And the things of the kingdom. The time you give, the, the, your body that you give. The treasures that you give. Your mind that you put in the things of God. Okay? Your interest in the things of God. So he who sows apparently, be their mind, be their heart, be their body, be the things that is contained in their aeon, the administration of their lives. If they put in small, the law of divine economy says, that measure you put is the measure you get. In other words, God has given us a blanket of, you know, what we can harvest. So if you want to get more, it's up to you. If you want to get less, it's up to you. And that law of praise even more effectual than the law of gravity. Because the spiritual laws are actually the ones that sponsor the natural laws. But without the spiritual laws, we will not have the natural laws. I will know that in natural law, if you sow a maize, you get what? A bunch of maize. If you plant a bunch of maize, you get a basket of maize. You see, you can never get the same measure that you planted. So if on a natural realm, if you plant one maize to give you a, a, a one hand of maize, then if you plant a, a one hand of maize, it gives you a basket. Then you can imagine what the, the parent law or the spirit can do in your life. That is what the Bible says, that one day in the eyes of God is like what? A thousand years. Can you imagine that? So if you give God eh, from morning to evening to morning, you have given what? One thousand years. <laughs> and God himself, he sold his son. God so Lord, he gave his only begotten son. And what? God the entire world. In the seminar, they will tell us that as you give yourself as a man to God, you report a city. You become father of many brethren. If I wasn't a priest, I would have known you. I would not be responsible for you spiritually. I would have had contact with many people. So it's a powerful law that we must understand 
that most of the times the thing we ask God to do, He equally wants us to you know, activate the Lord by doing something. Say, give and it shall be given to you. Full measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Shall we put where? Eh? On your lap, meaning that you are going to get it physically. It's a spiritual law. And that law is a law that says, that substantiates, that the blessings of God make it rich and adds no sorrow. On account that Paul continues and says, everyone must do what? Make up his mind. You see, it's predicated on what? What you decide in your heart. Each one must, is a must. That's the word the Lord requires. Must do as he has made up his mind. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. No. Once it comes to around them, it means he's not an act of worship any longer. He's no longer a sacrifice. Paul says, I will not give anything that costs me nothing. For God loves a cheerful giver. Not a cheerful taker. A cheerful giver. Why is Paul mentioning this? Because he's, in, he's an act of worship. In your worship, if you worship, 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 the quality of your worship determines on the quality of what you have given. The three wise men came to Jesus, right? In Bethlehem. They worshipped. After they worshipped, they stood up and went away. You know what they did? The Bible said they substantiated their worship. With what? Frankincense. With myrrh, with gold, it was recorded. The Bible says, serve God with your substance. Job was noted for it. He served God with substance. So the essence of all that God gives us is to worship, is to advance the cost of his own divine integrity. This is how you live above vanity. This is how you live above fertility. This is how you live above the darkness that ravages the world. That is the wisdom that comes from above. And when we have all this understanding, it comes and says, and God is able to provide every grace. As a matter of fact, he has already done it in Christ Jesus. For the Lord came through Moses, but grace and truth came through our Lord Jesus Christ. When we receive Jesus, we receive the fullness of grace. We have it now. It's with us. But that grace can only come to manifestation when you first receive it, acknowledge it, testify about it, and begin to live from the economy of that grace. You say, yes, I have the grace. Yes. You begin to tell yourself, I have that grace to do this. I have this grace. There's a grace in me. You become conscious of it and you can begin to spend the grace by your actions that are sponsored by that grace. The answer is that grace is able to make you have sufficiency in all things. All things. And it means it's all things. So God makes us sufficient in all things depending on what the degree of the law of divine economy. If we give more, if we give more, we get more. And when we get more, the essence is what? That we may abound in good works, as it says here. 
that you may provide in abundance for every good work. And anything called good work is kingdom advancement. Soul advancement. To promote, to sustain, to push further the things of God. You begin to build and sustain your kingdom where you belong. And only the wisdom of God can reveal this to us. So we can live beyond this realm. Our lives do not end. We just build a house and live and die and go. Our lives do not end. We just raise a family, having children, and we die and go. Our lives do not end with our jobs and the investment we're making here. Our life transcends all this. We're only passing through. The readings from the Bible this morning, this Peter just told me, look at what Job said. He said, naked I came. Naked I will go. That is wisdom that comes from above. But the problem of the world said, naked I came. <laughs> Plenty I will die. <laughs> so God-